you know, Stamati, they say age is just a number, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, when I was about to turn 30, yep. I had anxiety. Mm. I had a lot going through my head like, fuck, I'm about to turn 30. Where's my life gone? What have I achieved in life? What the hell is going on? Yep. I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't own any property. Like, fuck, what is going on in my life? Yeah. And I started stressing out because, mm. you know, by the time my dad was 30, mm. he had four properties, you know, he he didn't have a kid. He had a kids later. Yep. Um, but, you know, like he, he was well established. Mm. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like I look, I, I tried to compare myself to that. Mm. But then again, I thought, oh, you know, Hang on, he came out to Australia as an 18, 19 year old. His brother was already here. Mm. So he was half established at the time that he came over because my uncle had already started building his empire. Yep. So he got him involved. And then my dad, you know, proceeded from there. And, you know, having that Greek mentality, work hard, 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 hard. Mm. Um, whereas I didn't have that. I was more like, you know, get educated, get educated, not, not the work hard part. Priming yourself. Yeah, you know? so, you know, the anxiety really kicked in. And I remember I was really depressed when I was about to turn 30. Yeah. And uh, just this past weekend, I turned 40. Mm. And I actually haven't felt like any of that negativity. It's more like, you know what? Because you know what it is? 40, it's when a number. Our, like, oh, not my parents. Oh, yeah, my parents. They were, uh, my uh, mum was 19, I reckon. It was, oh, my, my parents were 19 and my mum was 20, maybe. And uh, I was at my dad's 21st, right? It's, they started young. But, like say, my grandparents, you know, like you say, your dad, they'll probably be the same generation. Um, they, um, yeah, they started everything young, man. They started everything young. Yeah. That's just how it was back then. We can't compare ourselves to what our sort of parents or grandparents did, um, like – where they were at that particular age, like for but us. I guess it's because because I grew up under that style of life. You're, you're direct, you're the right? Direct I was the direct, gener- yeah, generation. The, the next generation oh. of that Greek born. Yeah, um, you know, I think the expectation on me was mm. high that mm. I should have achieved all this by the time I got to thirty. Yeah, you know, even by the time I got to twenty five. Yeah, that's fair. Like. Um, but at twenty five, you know, my main objective was traveling the world. Making sure I get around the world and I get to do see Greece and mm. do this, do that, go on Kentucky, yep. you know, get with a lot of chicks and <laughs> you know, like, yeah. sow the what is it? Sow the seed, reap the no, sow the seeds and reap the rewards. No, yeah, is some, that how it goes? Anyway, well, something like that. Yeah, we know. Sow my seeds. Yeah. You know, or you know, yeah, you know what I mean. But <laughs> you know, I, I guess it was. Anxiety and depression because yeah. because that's what was expected yeah. from my old man yeah. at that age. Yeah. But now I look at it and like, you know, I've just turned 40 and to me I looked at it as, you know what, it's just another number. It is. It's another year in my life. Yeah. Um, I should be blessed that I'm getting up every morning, I'm breathing air, I'm walking, I'm, I've got a roof over my head, I've got a really loving family. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't have that dad there to give me the pressure anymore. But, yeah. I, you know, I look at him and, uh, you know, if he was alive, would he be giving me the pressure right now? I don't think he would. No. I think times have changed a lot. I think so. I've got the family. Mm-hmm. You know, I've achieved a lot in the last 10 years. Yep. 
Um, so I honestly do think that, um, you know, I, f- I, f- I feel like my 40s are going to be probably the best 10 years that, yeah, uh, you that, know. That's how you have to have a look at, you have to look, look at it. You can't look at, oh, fuck, I'm 30 and what have I done with my life? You've got to look at, okay, now that you're 40, now you look back and you're like, fuck, I have achieved a lot in 10 years or five years. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty good, you know. Um, you know, that sort of pressure like, oh, fuck. What, what, there's no set age to have what you think is your life is complete. There's no set age. And that's, you know, society puts that pressure on us where, you know, you have to have a certain amount in your bank account by this certain age, you have to have a house by this certain age, you got to have an investment property by this certain age. There's no, there's no real set um, no. um, age know, for that. There was an article that I read the other day saying that uh, for for a couple mm. to comfortably retire mm. today, mm. Um, they need to be earning a combined income of over 250000 mm. per annum. Mm. In order to live comfortably and uh, retire comfortably, yeah. And I think to myself, we'll discuss that when I get there. Yeah, you know, like I've got a permanent job. My wife's got a permanent job. Mm. We're doing well. Yep. I've got that extra little income through the entertainment business. But if yep. I didn't, I'd still be okay. Yep. Yes, cost of living is going yeah. Oh, up. Yeah. Of course. Yes, petrol is going up. Yes, interest rates are going up. But. We're not we're not suffering like we're managing well mm. because we know how to manage well, mm. but um, yeah. I remember um, so when my my grandparents they um, they were in Adelaide and they moved over down uh, to Mount Gambier because my dad opened up a shop there so they packed up everything here and left over there, um, and then oh, my bubble passed away over there. But my year has since moved back and my dad's here now and all that sort of stuff. Um, Oh my god, where was I going with this story? <laughs> uh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I've lost it. You just remember that they moved over to Mount Gambia. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. He's lost it. I've lost it. We've all lost it. Damn. We've all <laughs> lost it. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, yeah. I'm just. I had a lot of um, mixed, mixed conversations with people. Yep. Like yep. you know, oh, you know, you're turning forty. It's all downhill from here. Mm. And then I've got other people. Eh, it's just a number. Oh, I remember. So they sold a house, uh, their house, to a <clears throat> uh, the lady next door. Now she was in her early thirties um, uh, as a part-time teacher, but this lady had four investment properties: single person, no kids, no husband, no nothing. So it doesn't matter how much you're earning; it matters how you manage what you have single person probably no more than 60 70 grand a year back then uh, probably not even mm. managed to get four investment properties yeah hey you don't need this this article that you read i don't really agree with that because it's what 250 grand to be living comfortably and retire and all that sort of stuff no nah, it's how, what you do with what you have um and which is a great topic because um we shouldn't believe half the shit that we read in the media Correct. And we'll get onto that a bit later on mm. um, with some topics that you raised uh, earlier on about what mm. we're going to talk about tonight. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I just think, like, you know, I was talking to a, quite a few people and a lot of them have turned 40 and one was freaking out. Like, you know, he's been 40 for uh, two months now. Mm-hmm. 
and he's been freaking out going oh you know too and he was actually shaking talking to me like <sighs> two yeah. months on um <laughs> and oh it's the worst feeling yeah. and th this and that and i'm thinking to myself bro look at yourself take take a take a, a whiff of what's going on here yeah. you have got a very successful business You've got three beautiful kids, a wife, a fucking phenomenal home over your head. Mm. And I had to slap the guy. I go, I've like I'm I'm literally less than 24 hours old in in 40s <laughs> and here I am slapping the shit out of him. Yeah. Going, just relax. Mm. Relax. Mm. Breathe. Um I don't know, each person takes age in a different way. I think so. Yeah, I mean when I turned 30 I wasn't happy about it, but you know, I'm turning 32 in a few weeks. And um, spring chicken, yeah, spring chicken. Like, I'll say to myself, Oh, fuck, I feel old. And then you got someone that's in their 50s, but mate, your life hasn't even started yet, you know. Oh, well, it is what it is. It is age is just a number, guys. It is, mate. And you know what? There's no point in getting depressed over this shit, yeah. um, unless you're, you know, like, you know, say 50, haven't yeah. had sex yet. Yeah, well, 50 year old virgin, 50 year old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I like the movie 40 year old virgin. It but was a good movie. Imagine 50 and not having uh, had a root yet. And you know And they can't even make movies like that anymore, man. Honestly. Oh, hey, we were talking about that at work today, about okay. how um, it's really rare that you get slapstick comedy anymore. You know, no. like the old yeah. school movies where people would belt the shit out of each other, even like Home Alone. You wouldn't get that style of comedy anymore really? because – People are too far too sensitive these Ooh, days. Tropical Thunder? Forget it. Can you imagine they made that today? Yeah. <laughs> I know. They would never be able to make that. No. Nah. Nah, too many people get offended. No. Nah. I mean, there was oh, there was a recent uh, Netflix movie mm. and they flashed a nipple. Oy. Like a woman's nipple. Yep. And I kid you not, the comments I saw on Facebook about it going, oh my God, they flashed a nipple. Oh, what has the world come to? Give it a rest. I'm like, man, I used to watch, you know, like, um, what was that movie um, with Steven Seagal um, and the stripper pops out of the cake? Under Siege. Oh, jeez. Under Siege. Wow, okay. And, you know, like Carmen Electra pops out of the cake, boobs and all. Yeah. And, like, you know, that was fantastic times. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You just don't get that anymore. Oh, it's, it's like people are afraid to... See nudity. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just, it's just you offend too many people. The film companies don't want don't want the heat, and it's just like, everyone's a bit soft, I think. Guys, um, as you can hear, it's just the two of us here tonight. Uh, Petros has dogged us again. Um, Mate. Apparently, he's sick tonight. Come on, Petros. Yep, um, and he was sick last week, too, and Come he was, on, I meant Petros. to do an episode with him. But he reckons we'll be on. Uh, he, me and him will be on next week because oh, beautiful Sunday we've got uh, we've been invited to um, the international men's lunch. Okay, by good. Sarah Game. Um, so hopefully we can have a really good episode uh, debriefing the event. Beautiful. Um, but for now, it's Val and Stamati here on Two Blokes in a Pod. This is. This is. Two blokes in a pod. Hey, what is that? The podcast where, well, it's a bit of this, a bit of that. I don't understand. Just blokey laughs and blokey chats. Okay. Whatever it is, let's get started. Yeah. 
Yes, two blokes in the pod. Yes, it is. Hey, um, so <clears throat> I had a couple of people I bumped into on the weekend, mm-hmm. and they go to me, um, Val, what's going on with the podcast? What do you mean? This is females, mind you. Oh. They're like, uh, what's going on with the podcast? We haven't heard you for a few weeks. And yeah. and I go, oh, no, 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 we're back on. Yeah. And I've got a, I've got a, um, a structured plan now where yeah. – you know, if I get dicked by one person, I've definitely got Another. a backup. Um, and that backup seems to be, uh, you know, probably leaning more towards a, a permanent replacement at some stage. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we love the new co host and this and that. And yeah. um, so, big shout out to Joe and John. Um, they know who they are, but they're very avid listeners and uh, um, very good comments that I'm getting out there. Um, That's good. Uh, I've got lots of really random guy, uh, random people that have messaged in after the episode with uh, Sarah Game mm-hmm. um, that have joined the uh, podcast community and uh, all yep. the two blokes in the pod uh, community. Yep. So big shout out to all you fellas for joining in. Thanks, guys. Um, and uh, like I said uh, in previous episodes, if you want to get in contact with us and shoot us any questions or some funny comments for us to uh, download and debrief on our next episode, um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok. Uh, two blokes in the pod, T W O blokes in the pod. Yep. Um, and also you can email us, two blokes in the pod at gmail.com. What's going on, Stamati? How's your week been, or how's the last couple of weeks been? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I, um, I <laughs> this is going to sound weird, right? <clears throat> but uh, as a uh, Greek Australian, I love playing this Italian card game called Briscola. Oh, who who doesn't love Briscola? Right, love it, and I, I love Scorpa even more. But I, uh, I, uh, I love playing Briscola now. A uh, very, very good friend of mine, almost like a father figure, uh, Charlie Dottore. He sort of runs um, the Australian Briscola Championship uh, down at Serafino. So I've been playing there with my partner, uh, Daniel Pichoneri, our best mates since 05. Probably heard that in the first uh, time I came on. We've been playing, I think, down there for the last four or five years. And um, there's, a, there's another little uh, like a smaller... Um, South Australian Championship um, and uh, I played on Sunday uh, yesterday um, didn't get out of the group stages this time but uh, yeah it's good fun man it was like 60 bucks and uh, you get uh, antipasto you get drinks you get a, a nice lunch and it's just good to get out of the house and just play a game against other people that are just as passionate about the game and um but in, uh, f- I think it was January or February this year, we had the Australian Championships down at Serafino. And uh, Daniel and I came, I think it was in the top eight. Out oh. of... Out of uh, well, in Australia? Yeah. Wow. Um, out of, I think it was 120 people. <laughs> so, yeah, we take it very seriously. 120 people or 120 partnerships? Uh, no, so it would be 60 partners. So out of 60 partners, we finished in the top eight. And it's... Extremely hard to do. Extremely wow, hard to do. that's huge. And um, yeah, we used to play it in school all the time. Oh, it's the best game. Um, and you know, I've got, I've still got my packet of cards. I got a pack of cards everywhere, man. <laughs> I was cleaning out my junk drawer the other day. Uh, you know, you got your three drawers in your bedroom. Yeah, you got your jocks, your socks, and your all the other shit. Yeah. 
I had a packet in my jock straw, a packet in my sock straw, two packets in my junk drawer. I got a packet in my center console in my car. Yeah. So whoever's willing to play, man, I'll uh, I'll play. So it's good. It's good. So oh, that's that really good. Yeah, and it really, it's a really exciting game. Um, it is. Um, yeah, we used to play at lunch and recess, and every oh. time we had a free period. Yeah, it's so uh, good, and, and mind you, this is a Greeks college, St. <laughs> George. Yeah. Um, but we had one guy who came from an Italian school. Yeah. Um, so he introduced it to us. Yeah. Um, and it was it was great. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my my ultimate favorite card game is Uno. Uno <laughs> always ends up in an argument. That one. Uno. Can you can you can you draw two then draw two again? But apparently you can't. You know they they release the rules. Um, you can't put a draw two on top of a draw four card. No, you can't do that. Well, I was not doing on that. a draw two on a draw four. You can do draw twos on a draw two. Yeah, but not. But not. you can't do draw fours on a draw two or a draw two on a draw four. Yeah, that's bullshit. But man. you can do draw fours on draw fours. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Like you can't draw four onto a wild and stuff like that. Yeah. But, see, um, I was I was always doing that as a kid. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. So no. when they bought the, when they re, they said it, I think it was earlier this year or late last year, they said it. I'm like, oh, that's fucking bullshit, mate. I've been no. doing that my whole bloody life. I've been playing. Um, who, who reads the rules, man? So I've got the <laughs> Uno game on my phone, and I connect with people around the world. Oh, bullshit! And I play tournaments every week. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I could. As far as I can remember, I've yeah. never like that. Yeah, you've never been able to put a draw four on a draw two. Can you do skip? The only skip? time, the only time you can put a draw four on a draw two, is if someone has already picked up the cards for the draw two. Yeah, and it's the person afters. Okay, um, so you can't put it. So it's like a, a compounding effect. It's more like it's a new card. It's a new card. Yeah. So or you can put a draw two on a draw four. As a new card, if it's that colour that the person picked. So then would it be draw six or would it no. is it just a new... No, it would be a new draw two. Ah, okay, gotcha. It won't follow on from the draw four. It's that... Because, so, for example, it's uh, me, you, and Bob playing, yeah. right? You put the draw four down. Yeah. I don't have a draw four to compound on top. Yeah. So I, I pick up the four. Okay. Bob, and you said red. Bob now has a draw two red. Yeah. He can put that down, but it gives the draw two to you. Yeah, right. Unless you have a draw two to Ugh. then follow that on. So, so we played a game once. There was about five of us playing. Yeah. And I kid you not, 10 draw twos in a row. Far out. That's roll. 20 goddamn cards. Oh, I feel sorry for that poor right? Oh. They were not happy. <laughs> they were not happy. And, you know, like it's all based on how many points you have in your hand at the end. And the one with the lowest points Wins. is the winner. Yeah. This guy, this poor bloke, because, you know, black card is worth 50 points. And then a... Um, draw two and all that is... Draw like two, reverse and... Uh, skip. Uh, skip mm. is um, 20. Mm. And the rest are numbered. Yeah. Um, yeah, he ended up on about three hundred something points. Oh, far out! Fucking rolled. Yeah, man. and I won. I won that round on zero, so it was good. So it's it, they're like the controversial games along with Monopoly. Have Monopoly. You, oh have you ever finished God. Monopoly without just throwing no. a bloody thing? No, <laughs> I've always done well in Monopoly, but I've never ever won Monopoly because yeah. everyone has given up by the time that uh, we get to that it goes point. For hours, man. It does. It does. It does. It's Monopoly and Uno are those two games where you know you want to if you want a challenge and you want an argument and fight, yeah. play them. Play them. Yeah. Play them. They bring the best out of people. 
Or the worst. <laughs> we'll say the best. The okay. best. Um, because the best of people is usually yeah. the worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, we were talking earlier. Mm. And um, obviously, you know, we've just come off the uh, the mental health month. We're yep. now in Movember. Mm-hmm. Um, at work, we're raising a lot of money for, for Movember. Yep. Um, people are growing mows and mm. they asked me to do it too. I said, fuck no, fuck mm. no. I'm not shaving my beard. Yeah. And I'm not growing a dirty mo. So can you, I don't know, is this allowed? Can you just have your beard but then, you know, maintain your sort of beard but then leave your mo? Can you do that? I don't know, is there a oh, rule? So you mean shave everything under your nose and no, around no. your mouth? No, 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 no. So like say like you and I, we have beards, right? So like every week I'll just trim mine so it's... Oh, okay, you know, trim then, the beard. But, but leave the mo. You do uh, that? I don't know. You could, I guess. Bit of a grey area. I mean, if it's emphasized, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could. I guess you could. I couldn't do it because no. I just need to have consistency throughout. You like look I, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no way I was going to shave my my face because I look like an absolute baby. Yep. Especially, you know, like going into my uh, 40th birthday, there was no way in hell <laughs> that I would shave my beard. Um, but um, there's one guy at work doing it. We've already That's raised uh, about a hundred bucks for him. Oh, beautiful! Um, so you know it's it's a good cause mm. because um, prostate cancer and also men's general health mm. is what benefits from this uh, charity. Yep. Um, so you know we're doing it at work and uh, we're raising a lot of funds. Uh, it, it's just, I, I love the progress. I love the progress of this guy's face because he was like me. He had a really nice beard and he hasn't shaved his beard for multiple years. He said the last time he shaved, and he's like close to 50, the last time he shaved his beard, he would have been early 20s. Yeah. Right? So it was a big thing for him, yeah. but he did it. He I did re- it. I think the last time I shaved completely, I reckon I've done it once in 15 years. Well, mm-hmm. once... Well, I've been with Katrina now for uh, almost 13 years and she's only ever seen me once clean shave and she said, don't you ever do that again. In my 10 years of marriage, I don't think I've shaved at all. Mm. Not once. I'm too afraid to for two reasons. My kids would freak out because they've never seen me without a beard mm. and Siri won't recognise me if I was to <laughs> unlock my phone. Oh, look, and she's talking to me. No, I'm not talking to you, Siri. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, she would reckon she wouldn't recognise me if so, I was to shave. So you can't get your face ID, whatever it is. On no, your phone. no, it won't work. No, and like I, I enjoy unlocking my phone with my face. Yeah, it's easier. But um, another topic <coughs> that we were talking now that we we're talking workplaces is obviously workplace stress. Mm-hmm. So I know you want to touch on that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, you know, pressures of deadlines, um, work output. Um, and people relying on you, like you, you would have you know sort of clients that obviously need that in your sort of workplace. Um, they would need help, mental help, you know, financial help, and all that sort of stuff. For me, it's more like okay, um, like even today, I went after work, went and quoted a job, and the lady asked me, "Oh, how long is it going to take?" I said, "Oh, look, I can't right now give you a definitive answer." Like you know. It might be three weeks with three guys. Oh, that long. Oh, well, you know, you've got a lot of 
a lot of meters there, you know, <clears throat> a lot of substrates that need painting. So there's always the pressures of, oh, I need a, I need a good job, but I need it fast. Well, it's not going to be cheap. You know, I need a cheap. Uh, what, now, what is it? You can have those three things. You can't, you can only have two out of the three. Uh, what is it? Cheap, uh, cheap, fast, and good quality. You can't, you can only have two. You can't have the third. You know, so if you want a, a cheap job that's fast, well, it's not going to be good. If you want a good job that's fast, it's not going to be cheap. You know, so I always sort of, I don't say that to the clients because then you sound like a dickhead. But, um, you know, all the pressure. Can you have a good job that's cheap? Can you have a good job? No, no, you can't. <laughs> Come on, man, now you get my brain working. Fucking hell. Well, you idea. said, you said. You can't have a... No, you've got to have two, but you can't have the third. Yeah. So, But can you have a good job that's cheap? No, good and fast, not yeah. cheap. Cheap and fast, not good. And what was the other one? So you can't have good and cheap? No. It's impossible. Why is it impossible? Because I haven't been doing it for 16 years to not make any money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway. And then, you know, it sort of got me thinking today. I know I rang you and I was sort of discussing it a little bit. You know, the pressures of work, you know, uh, sometimes your mind's not on the job, you know, and you make mistakes. You know, and I was reading today, <clears throat> you know, workplace injuries in Australia as of 2022 was 497,300. That's that's too many. That's you know. huge. So that's, you know, you, you fill up the MCG almost five times. Yeah. You know, um, workplace deaths, 169 in 2001. That was the latest release. And 163 out of 169 were men. So you can see, like, the pressures of um, the pressures of work, pressures of, you know, cost of living, pressures of this, you know, you know, especially if you're working in a trade job, you know, operating a crane or, you know, every every... Bloody couple of months I'm hearing about a sparky electrocuting themselves. They're not thinking on the job, you know. Um, yeah, the, the pressures, <clears throat> you're not thinking, you make mistakes, and it could cost you your life. You know, that's a real it, thing. And you know what? Like, it comes down to things that we've talked about many times on this podcast about, you know, in society and in history mm. of everyday life mm. or of human life, um, the man has always been seen as the provider. Correct. Right? So if the man's mind isn't on the job mm. and there's different pressures at home, mm. there's breakups, the kids, uh, you know, there's stuff going on with the kids, um, they're the ones that will end up suffering mm. on that grind. Mm. Because they're not fully concentrating on what, especially if they're in a laborious <laughs> job. Mm. You know, like only a few weeks ago, someone got crushed by a crane. Mm. You know, okay, that could have been a freak accident. And it, it didn't mean that the person who got crushed was the one that not concentrating. Mm. But the person the operating the crane may have been that person, mm. right? Um, or how about the bus driver where that um, went off track and killed a whole busload of people? Mm. You know, there's you don't know what's going through these people's head and life at the time. And I just think that because the pressure of the job and the, you know, the timing of that job mm. is crucial, mm. 
these people have no way to say, listen, I need to take a day off. I need a sickie today. I need to do this and that just to recoup myself, mm. right? You know, um, I, I feel I feel the same in my job. Mm. Like I don't have a laborious job. Mm. I have more of a services job. Mm. But there are days where I want to stay home because I'm not feeling well, but I feel like I can't because – I'm expected to deliver a service. I'm yeah. expected to help someone and to complete my role in my job. Mm. So yeah. it's quite hard. And then I get to work. <clears throat> Do you think that my mind's on the job and concentrating? No. You know? You have to there in your job. Yeah. You've you got people that are, you know, um, suffering mentally. You know, um, I don't know if you want to get into that or not, but, you know, people that are depending on you, you can't have a shit day. Correct. Because you, you've got to be that. Um, and if we are having a shit day, we have to put on a facade. Correct. And act like everything's okay. And you can only do that for so long. You know, um, like, you know, I, I've seen colleagues that have just blown up in their seats. They've just completely gone, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going home. I can't do this anymore today. Mm. And, you know, is it, are they having troubles outside the home and bringing it to work with them of course they are they're human or is it just that one client that continuously is well, hammering them you know it could be it could be both they could have the the home uh, stresses and they go to work and then that one client or two clients that they do it with that day just push them over the edge they could that client could be dealing with something similar like let's say you know yourself and you know your family you, you you're having dramas in a particular topic or particular subject or whatever you've, and then you go to work and then you go visit these this family, and they're going through the exact same thing that you're going through. Of course, it's going to hit home a bit. You're fucking human. You're not well, a you're not a machine. You know you you've been following my podcast for quite some time, and you've obviously mm -hmm. heard the episode that I said. You know when my dad passed away. Yeah, you had to go back to work. I was on the, I was on that podcast. Yeah, and I was I was <laughs> no, asked sorry. to go back to work. Yeah. Earlier than I wanted to go back I wasn't ready to go back mm -hmm. But because I had so much on my plate Of not only just losing my dad But then, you know, instantly becoming the head of the family And, and running the business and all that mm -hmm. It instantly got to my head that I'm like, fuck, how am I going to deal with all this shit? Mm. And here I am, completely fucking up on my day job mm. And then I get reprimanded for it mm. And it's like, well, fuck what was I meant to do? Mm. What was I meant to do? Like, I I had no way out. And mm. I, I, I made a, a, it was a simple mistake, mm. but it was enough to, you know, get me more than a slap on the wrist. Mm. So, you know, try explaining that to HR. Oh, oh. You know, I couldn't concentrate because of all things going on in my life. Mm. Half the time I feel like HR doesn't care or doesn't listen. Nah, nah. Uh, you know, until they've <laughs> gone through the same thing that I've mm. gone through. But, Look, workplace pressures is um, it's getting tough. It is. It's getting tough it in is. your business, right. trying to keep clients happy you know, when you're, you know, you're one person. And it's and uh, you know it's probably not so much now because I'm focusing on more of the uh, top end sort of market builders and all that sort of stuff. Um, but when I was first starting, there was a lot of competition. You know, price people. Like, you know, they wanted a good job and quick, but for cheap. It's like, well, in order for me to do it 
quicker. I need more guys, more guys, let's say I'm paying them 15 to 1700 bucks a week. Well, if I'm there for three weeks, do the math. I'm not going to go to work and earn less money than what they're, what I'm paying because then what's the point? I'll go work for someone else. You know, so yeah, at the at the start, <clears throat> it was more trying to get the price right and and competing with um, other painters. Did, uh, question though, did you find that at the start of your business, like when mm. you first went out on your own, mm-hmm. were you taking anything and everything coming your way just to get your name out? Yes. Yeah. At that time, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, um, look, I'm I'm a bit blessed where, you know, so the name's out there a little bit, Adelaide Small. Look, you're not going to make everyone happy. I've had a couple of clients where nothing I could do would make them happy. Um, but, um, you know, 95% or 98% of the clients are really happy. Like the other day I did this job in, um, in Lightsview and uh, it was a Greek girl single Greek girl with kids and uh, she asked me to you know give her a quote gave her a quote did the job and she was so appreciative she was like oh my goodness the house looks amazing did inside and out for her uh, inside and out um she goes oh my god like how from what it was to what it is now kind of a thank you you can't wipe the smile off my face I left a, a beautiful review on my Facebook page and and, you know, as I left, you know, I called my wife and I said, you know, there's not many people like that anymore that they're just so, like, I know it's only a paint job, right? I know it's not, like, I'm not making gold or whatever. But every now and again, it's nice to be acknowledged and uh, for, you know, what mm. you've been doing for, like I said, in January will be 16 years for me in, in the painting industry. And um, uh, next week will be four years of me as SP Painting Services, you know. Um, she was probably the the one client I can remember that she was just so appreciative and just complimenting everything, didn't scrutinise, like didn't try and screw me down on price, didn't nothing. It was just the most easiest transaction I've had in my career. And it was just so nice and refreshing like because I know I put in a lot of hard work into this house to make her, you know, she's on her own. I want to give her a good job, you know. Um, and it was just, she just happened to be scrolling through Facebook. We're not even friends on Facebook. She just happened to be scrolling through and she just saw SB Painting. And she goes, oh. Power of social media. Oh, it is. And she goes, you know, Stamati, um, the carpets with, you know, blinds, with this and that. I got, you know, three or four quotes. You're the only painter I got for a quote. You know, um, and I was just I'm like, oh wow. She goes, you know, because I've seen you work on on social media, and you know, I was more than willing to give you an opportunity. Mm. And uh, your price was, you know, was decent. Um, but uh, and yeah, she was just so happy, and it just made me feel good. And like because of the whole going through the process, you know, she wanted little extras here and there. Didn't charge her for it. Like you know, she wanted a, a her vents uh, for her aircon painted. Uh, she wanted. Um, just these all these little bits and pieces didn't charge her for it because she was just so like nice and genuine. It just makes you feel so happy. Yeah, and you know what? Like that's the same with me and my um, business, my small business of uh, entertainment and DJing and all that. Mm. And you know, when I first started, mm. I was taking anything that came my way mm. to build that name 
Um, and I wasn't charging much at all. No, you can't. No, I didn't know. I didn't know any better back then. Um, and I was like, for example, I'd I'd um, I'd be charging people two hundred and fifty bucks for a party mm. back when I was you know seventeen. Yeah. Um, but a hundred and ten dollars of that would go towards hiring equipment. Mm. So I'd literally be walking around uh, away with one hundred and forty bucks in my pocket, which I then ended up giving to my dad to buy me my own equipment, mm. you know? So um, I would do anything that came my way. Yep. If someone called me, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Yeah, no worries, you know? You have to at the start, man. And and now, like, we're talking, well, so I'm 40 now and I started when I was 16, mm. you know, all those years ago. And now, look at my – now, I, I can pick what I want to do. Yep. Um, and, yes – I have had those clients where it doesn't matter what I did that night, they were never going to be happy. Mm. But then I've also had those clients where it doesn't matter what I did that night, mm. they were bloody happy. Mm. I could play any type of music, even Chinese at a Greek event, mm. and they would be so goddamn happy because they just wanted atmosphere and that's what we created for them. It just makes you feel good. You know? It? Oh, absolutely. And you're right. The ones that leave you that review – that five-star review is like, oh, my God. Mm. It makes you feel good. But then you've got those ones that just you walk away and you know that it wasn't a good night. Mm. And I've had a lot of those. Yeah. But, you know, I do the same thing week in, week out. I give it 100%. Mm. I give it all my energy. Mm. Um, and, you yeah. know, it, it all comes down to the type of people and the crowd. Mm. If the crowd are the boppy people... It's going to be easy. It's going to be an easy night. Easy. You know? But if the crowd are those deadbeats that just don't get up and dance, oh, well, it's like, well, why how did much, you even hire a DJ? Yeah, it doesn't, even, it doesn't matter how much uh, Geffy you try to bring, you know, it doesn't matter how many bangers you play, how many top hits, whatever. If they're going to yeah. sit down, they're going to sit down, man. Yeah. And it's going to be a shit night because no one's on the dance floor. And there's nothing that you're doing wrong. It's just how those people are. That's right. And now I'm at that level where I can say, look, this is my price. Mm. Oh, can you do it any cheaper? No, this is my price. Mm. Yep. Yep. Like, I, I, I'm not going to give discount just because, hey, I know you and we're good mates. This is my price. Mm. I'm going to be standing up the front there all night long. Mm. I'm going to bring all my equipment that's insured um, and I've spent multiple thousands of dollars mm. on. I've done this. I've done that. I've, I've down. Oh, like I've purpose. I've properly purchased my music. I've done. You know, all this. This is my price. Yeah, and that's the difference. So, like, you know, you know so you, take it or leave it. And yeah. most of the times, people will take it because it's like, well, we're actually asking for you because you've invested so much money, time, sacrifice, not being there with the kids on the Saturday 100%. night, hundred percent, all that sort of stuff. Hundred well, percent, you've got to pay for that. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. That's like that's like me for like, example. I'm not going to go out to someone's wedding mm -hmm. for a few hundred bucks mm -hmm. when I could easily be spending time with my kids and my wife and mm -hmm. you know doing stuff on a Saturday night with the family. Mm -hmm. I've missed so many Saturday nights because of that line of work. Mm -hmm. My choice. Mm -hmm. But again, now I'm at that level where I can choose whether I take it or not. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of work that I'm not taking because I just don't see it as being worthwhile. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, it's like me, you know, um, I've got my price. Okay, you know, a couple hundred bucks here or there, you can, like, do a bit of wiggling room or whatever. Um, but, you know, again, you've invested yourself, uh, you've invested in yourself, in your business, like, you know, you buy the, the best mixer, you buy the best speakers, you buy this, you buy that, you're insured, whatever. You know, it's a seamless transaction. You rock up, you set up everything that you don't need to do anything. You know, if you've got a few requests, okay, boom, I'll put that into my set. You know, then there's that. But the time as well, before your set, well, you've got to do your set list. Mm. Are they, 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 you've got to take that into consideration. On average, I spend one to two hours every Saturday morning mm. getting my music together. Yeah. It's uh, like, you know, especially being a wedding, I can't just go with the flow on the wedding. Mm. No, that's right. No, they want they want particular songs for entrance of each couple, and they want it to start from a particular point. Yeah. I can't do that shit on the fly. No. I have to be prepared. Correct. Yeah. You know, so, so I need to make sure that the wedding song is a very good quality version. You know, I need to edit it, make sure that everything's spick and span. Yep. You know, this is a wedding. People's one time opportunity to yep. have that memorable night. That's that's like with me, you know. So I'm I'm fully insured. Um, you know, you got to have your public liability. You got to have, uh, um, you know, uh, what is it? Public indemnity insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to have. Uh, well, I'm a Dulux accredited member, so I pay, you know, nearly fifteen hundred bucks a year for that. I'm a master builders member. You got to pay for that. Um, you know, so um, you know, I'll go do. Tra- uh, training courses whenever there's a new product out got to go do it got to take time out of my day plus pay you know so i'm not making that money that day so it's you're investing you're investing you're investing all the time you know and and, and, and that's what i'm saying that's a part of your pressures where some people don't see that well that's why i'm a bit more expensive than joe blow the other painter that's not insured doesn't have his contractor's license doesn't have um Accreditations left, right, mm. and center. You know, doesn't they don't know the products? They just know this, that, and whatever the basics. So that's why you got to pay that premium because. And that again, uh, with me, that comes down to well, I've had twenty plus years experience in this industry. Mm. So you can either pay for that experience, or not, or <laughs> you can pay the kid up the road who's charging you a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. But you know, and and you know, I'm a little bit hypocritical in that because I was that kid. Well, you got to start somewhere. I was that kid, but I wasn't doing it just as a quick money maker because I wasn't making money. At the start, I wasn't making money. It was all about training myself, Mm. getting better week in, week out, Mm. um, and then, you know, just gaining that experience and and gaining the, um, the name. You know, now, 20-plus years later, mm. you know, people say, oh, you know, we need a we need a Greek DJ for a wedding or we need a, something like this or, you know. Mm. Oh, hey, Valandi, Bounce Entertainment, you know, yep. one-stop shop. Yep. So, you know, well, and it's, even, it's hard work. I was even speaking to a mate of mine about it the other day because he's recently gone out on his own in the painting industry and I was giving him a little bit of advice, not that I'm a guru or anything, but <clears throat> people took the time when I was starting out um, to say, maybe do this, maybe do that, you know, we'll give you some advice, it's up to you whether you take it. And I was, you know, you pass it on, right? Um, you know, and I was saying to him, I'm getting, 
He goes, well, how much, how how many um, clients are you getting per your quote? I said, look, at the moment, I'm probably, I think it was it was either sixty eight or seventy two percent getting like my the, the the jobs that I'm quoting. So it's like, okay, so most of the people in Adelaide do appreciate um, your qualifications, your experience, and all that sort of stuff. But then you've got that you know, whatever it is, 32 to 28% that don't, you know. And it's and it's it's those minorities um, that always make you second-guess yourself. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not, me, not anymore. I don't, Sometimes. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. But, but you know, like the there's been many times where people have rung me for a quote mm. and then I find out that they don't go with my quote. They go with someone who's undercut me. Mm. And that affected me. It mm. used to affect me mm. at the start. I'm like, of course it does. What? No, like even up to recently, yeah. <laughs> it used to affect me. I'm like, this bloke has come out of nowhere and has under undercutted my my price mm. just to get the gig, mm. right? And I'm like, I, I felt shitty about it because like the people that had asked for the quote mm. were past clients, mm. and when you can't do that repeat business for the those clients that you did really well for. Mm. It, it starts affecting you, and like, but now it's like, okay, you know what? This is my price. You want it? Take it. If you don't want it, that's fine. Because yeah. I'll either get a job elsewhere, mm. or I'll have a night off. It's actually funny you say that too about undercutting because it was probably oh about a, oh, three weeks ago. This guy rings me up, and he's building his own home. Um, plus, I think another was it two or three houses next to him. And um, he calls me up. He goes, hey, mate, can you just give us a quote on this, this, and this? I said, okay, cool. He goes, oh, we had this other painter, but he doesn't want to do it anymore. I said, okay, no worries. Anyway, I spent probably three or four hours on these on these quotes, tried to get into as much detail as possible, made sure my template was all nice and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, I'll, I'll say it. It came to, um, I think it was uh, 36 grand, right? Now... Obviously, I don't make all that. I've got materials, I've got boys to pay, all that sort of stuff. So nowhere near make that, right? But um, he goes, oh, yeah, I left it for a week, didn't hear nothing. I was, you know, I gave him the quote, you know, the day he sent me the plans, right? I wanted to be quick, new builder, like, you know. And um, he, I, I called him, I go, hey, mate, just chasing up, you know, just touching base, how'd you go? He goes, oh, nah, man, we, we got another quote for like 22. Hmm. I'm like, how's the other guy making any sort of money? Mm. You know, like that's like cost. He must be using cheaper materials. But that's uh, that goes back to your fast and cheap. Correct. Yeah. Fast and cheap, subpar products, all that sort of stuff. Probably go get the paints from Bunnings, uh, what is it, um, British Paints or something like that. Mm. You know, it's like, you go for it, mate, no worries. And I didn't even, it, it pissed me off because the amount of, uh, like, how much That's time it. I put into you it. You put so much time in the quote. Right. And I'm thinking, this is a reasonable price for like yeah. three houses. Yeah. You know, inside and, and, and some of the outside. Well, that's a reasonable price. Double story. So that's what? On average, it was about 12 grand a house. Yeah, 12 grand a house. But that's double story, inside, staircase. Oh, double story double too. Double story. Yeah, it was like 280 square meters. Shit. Um, all the eaves, you know. Um, you know and we're all using, you know, top end Dulux stuff. So I don't use any of the cheap shit. See, I'll tell you a funny story, um, you know, and uh, 
this this goes a little bit before uh, your our friendship blossomed. Mm-hmm. Um, so around the time that my dad passed, mm-hmm. um, one of his units was in dire need of a of a paint, mm-hmm. right? And um, I thought, you know what? I'll get a few quotes uh, for my mum and figure out what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we had this guy that was referred by my father-in-law paint my house. Mm. He did an immaculate job. Beautiful. And it was like, I felt like it was really cheap. Mm. Um, but he used Dulux. He he was mm. immaculate. He left the, the paint behind in case we wanted to yep. touch up That's, anything through the yep. future. Yep. yep. Fantastic. He was phenomenal. Beautiful. So... I said to him, oh, look, you know, I've also got another job possibly um, for you. Mm-hmm. Do you mind giving me a quote for it, right? Mm. Now, mind you, my mum had bought in some other guys that she got through friends, mm-hmm. you know, some old Greek uh, fellas and, you know, the Barba Mito up the road. Up the road, yeah. And, um, you know, she got like, you know, we're talking about a two-bedroom masonette, yeah. right? So two bedrooms, a lounge room, a kitchen and a bathroom, mm-hmm. right? Small, not big. Inside and then the verges on the outside and the pergola, right? She was quoted about 15 grand. I was about to say it's probably a three or four grand job, mate. Right? (laughs) So 15 grand. Yeah. I got another person that I knew come in, younger guy. Yeah. You know, probably in your position, maybe two, three years into his own business. Yeah. Came in at about 12 grand. And I go... I've something's ju- not right here. <laughs> I said, something's not right at all. Yeah. I've just painted my own house, yeah. three-bedroom house yeah. with a massive fucking living area, yeah. right? Uh, open plan living area. Yeah. Um, and even did the doors and all that shit. Like, you know, we're talking two bathrooms as well. Yeah. And the guy did it for close to four grand. Oh, wow. Right? That's cheap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I <laughs> thought, fuck, <laughs> this is cheap. Yeah. So, How long ago was this? Um, four years ago. Oh wow! Okay, four years ago. Yeah. So, you know, he did a really fucking phenomenal job. Mm. Um, and then I said to him, "Look, you know, come and quote it." So he goes to me, "Oh, I can do this whole thing inside out. I'll even do the the, you know, the back part and all that. And um, you know, I'll like I didn't want him to, but he had he offered to do it." Mm. And he goes um, three thousand six hundred bucks. Yep, that sounds about right. I'm like, what? Mm. And that was a lot more work than my house. Mine mm. was just internal. Mm. This was like external. So you know, you got to use your different types of paints for the Correct. outside. And the outside paints were more expensive. And then my dad had a lot of um, oil-based pa- paints on the inside. So he's like, oh, I'm going to change it Convert using it this to and that. And s- so he scraped it all off. He covered cracks and. Mm. My God, it's like a brand new home, mm. right? And I'm like, fuck, some people just give quotes and go fucking on, on, on tangents. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you always, and I always say it, you know, to people, even when I go quote, and sometimes it might should be in the foot, sometimes it won't. But I find if you be a bit more transparent with your clientele, they'll trust you more and they probably won't go get other quotes. You know, I'll say, look, you know, go get another couple of quotes. You know, let's see if they can sort of, you know, because my quotes are extremely detailed, you know, probably a bit over the top, you know, so they know exactly what they're getting, what products we're using. But that's everything. in your nature. Yeah. You're a very detailed person. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's good. It's a good way to run a business, isn't yeah, it? You have to. You, you know? be very transparent. And and sometimes people don't understand the amount of work that goes into this for what the price is. Correct. You know, yeah, they just look at numbers and go, "Oh no, we'll go with this one because it's cheaper." No, no. And like, let's let's look at five years time. This builder that spent twenty two thousand dollars instead of thirty six, mm. and and see what type of paint job you know. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so you know, going back to the main thing, we we're talking about workplace stresses, and mm. you know, this all comes down to that. You know, I was anxi- I got anxiety yeah. of when you know people would not go with my quotes. Now it's like whatever, whatever. But in my day job now, it's like you know, I, I, I it's stressful because I deal with 100%. a lot of really interesting clientele that, um, you know, has a lot of health issues. We know two families that you deal with the same in one day. Yeah, that one might be one extreme to the other. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and you've got to you have to adjust. See, your I think your job is more very like mentally draining like it'll be oh. just right so there's days where i'll have home visits yep. and you know like we're meant to be booking 15 home visits a week yeah so i split mine over three days i'll do okay. five on the monday five on a wednesday five on a friday yeah right i'll give tuesday and thursday as my admin days or as my um you know catch up my catch-up days yeah so today i had five no i did six visits today because there was one street where I had five houses right next to each other. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and then one one other visit that was really important to do, but elsewhere. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to book all five together yeah. because they're right there and it's not travel distance for me. Mm. Every single one of those homes was walk-in, wow, How, check all the details are correct and still up to date. Accounts are fantastic. Check the smoke alarm, walk out. Oh, wow. All five. Perfect. Right? It was brilliant. I yeah. did not have to talk about anything. Yeah. But these are guys that people that have been in these houses for years. Yeah. So they- They know the deal. This is their home. Yeah. This is their home and they treat it with the utmost respect. See, with people like that, do they? Um, is there ever like an, an expiry or like an eviction date? Or if they treat it well, they can live there for the rest of their lives. No, so these are what we call ongoing leases, which means that it's their home forever. Yeah. Unless the house, uh, the the department wants to sell off the home. Okay. Or redevelop the home. But then, if they do that, they get that- transferred into another home. Okay, so it's not like they're searching, searching, searching. No, like it's up to the government then to put them into another home. Straight correct. Away. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So absolutely. If you, if you, again, if you treat something with respect. And they're the ones that will get looked after because yeah. they've they've paid their rent on time. They haven't disturbed the neighbours. Um, you know, they're part of that community. Normal they're, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is normal today? Well, yeah. But those five houses where, on average, my visits would take me 15 to 20 minutes per house, okay. right? I literally did all five of these in half an hour. Perfect. Right? I get to my fifth one. In a different area, oh. I was literally there for just under two hours. Problematic, yeah. um, not paying rent. Yeah. There was so many things going on. It's not funny, mm. and you know that's that one. So from the first five that I did going, so one I'm on six. a high. <laughs> this is fantastic. I'm going to be in the office soon. 
You know, I don't have to be out on the road long. And I was having a shitty day as it was because I was just so tired from the weekend. But do you know, like, going to these houses, um, would you know that you're going to have a difficult time as opposed to those first five? Did you know it was going to be that easy? No, because I have never walked into these houses before. So I don't know the history of these unless I dwell deep and, and dig. Now, this last one... I knew there was going to be a conversation about rent because on the screen I can see that they're not paying Come the rent, yep. right? But there was no other notes to say, oh, there might be property condition or there might be extra undeclared people or, mm-hmm. you know, yada, yada, yada. There was none of that there mm-hmm. other than, oh, I'll print out a statement to show them why they're in arrears, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, I walked into a shitstorm. So attitude from the get go, you know, and and now the 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 after effect of that yeah. is I need to work a plan for them to repay the rent in the arrears plus the extra. Yeah. I need to work on a plan or put what we call like a risk report in place mm. to um, put services in place to help this person clean the house or link into our external services. To help them. It's just a Right? Arc. And then, you know, then I have to send out letters on the uh, people that aren't meant to be living there. Yeah. Oh, it's just, there's like... Oh, so they they can't have... Five or six... Well, our rentals are based on overall household income. Right? Oh, gotcha. Right? So it's subsidized rent, but it's based on the income a in couple. the house. So mm-hmm. a couple will be higher rent than a single person. Yes. Right? But yep. that single person could move into four different types of homes and his rent will never change because it's all based on his income. Oh, right? Oh, so, okay. for example, like, you know, government rentals are 25% of income. Yep. Okay. If you make 100 bucks a week, your rent is 25. Sure. Right? So, majority of our clientele are on government pensions or payments. Yep. So, it's 25% of income. Yeah. Right. But I'm assuming the I'm, more people that are declared in that house, well, it's 25% of your wage, 25% of your wage, 25% correct. of your wage. Correct. So the rent could become 75 bucks mm. out of the 300 that is overall income. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. So that's that's how we base our rent. The gist of it. Okay. When you have undeclared people living in there, you're rotting the system. But do you know? Do they know you're coming? Well. Obviously, because they get a letter two weeks out to say that I'm coming. Oh, so they can piss these guys off. I give forth. Yeah, exactly. But some people aren't that wise and go, (laughs) oh, yeah. And then, you know, it's like you walk in this house where you know there's only one person meant to be living, yet all three bedrooms have uh, beds that look like people have been sleeping in there. The beds haven't been made. So not very bright people. And there's like it's a male yeah, there's female clothes hanging off the... Now, I don't care what people do in their private time, but you could tell this wasn't a bloke doing something in his private time. Yeah. This was you. a bloke that has a female living there. Uh, yeah? It's 25%, man. Come on. Yeah, it is. But, you know, and, and these are also the people that uh, don't pay their rent. So they're getting killer benefits... Yet they still they still want more. Yeah, pretty much. Aye. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. 
But that's how it is. That's workplace pressures for you, man. Workplace pressures and stresses. Yeah. And then on top of that, we've got KPIs that we need to stick by. Uh. So, you know, like the 15 visits a week. Um, we have to work on our debt repayments and make sure that, you know, our clients are 85% um, not in arrears. And it's just, there's a lot. There's a lot. And it's getting, you know, it's all filtered down from, you know, the big director and this is what we need to focus and the, on. And, and then you mind you, I've got like, you know, 400, 500 properties that I have to look after. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, and then, you know... There might be actually someone that's genuine, really down in their luck and all that sort of stuff, and then you feel like a fucking prick going in there sometimes, you know? Oh, look. Or is it people? I don't. I don't because when I find someone that's genuinely in trouble or in need, just really struggling, Mm. that's my opportunity to link them into services. You go, like you were saying before, where that lady was really nice, went the extra mile. For yeah. you, if they're actually genuine, you'll go that extra mile. Absolutely. But if someone's been an outright prick to me, oh, well. that's my opportunity to say, you know what? You're not following the conditions of tenancy. Yeah. I'm going to take this further. Mm. You don't deserve this. Because so there'll be other people out there that actually do deserve oh, it. Yeah, man, from the last time I heard it, the public waiting list was, you know, uh, 40 to 50 plus thousand people. So how many is it? How long right. is that in and months or years? We've only got thirty odd thousand homes in South Australia. Fuck, that's maybe not a bit more, but it's not much at all. Not what it used to be. A lot of homes have been sold off, and yeah, the government's building more now. Oh, but but by the time, time they get built, you know, all these people are couch surfing and all that sort of stuff, or being like, literally just homeless on the street. But that's the thing, like. There's a lot of people that are in dire need and they're couch surfing, Hmm. you know, but just declare it. And at least we know that you're living in that house. Well, that's right. Just be honest. Anyway, I'm not going to get too much into my work. Um, Let's go into blokes bits. Yes. Um, I want to get a little bit controversial. Uh Uh-oh. This is. This is. This is. Blokes bits. Blokes bits. Controversial. Oh no, Valandia, what are you doing? Something I haven't really touched on a lot. We have touched on it a little bit in this podcast, but controversial because this is definitely a very big mental health thing, um, especially the last few years. Yeah. We were talking before about a young eight year old kid, oh. and just as recent as yesterday, a soccer player in mm. um, Albania. Yeah, so he was playing in the Albanian league. Yeah. Um, and he was a former Ghana um, international. international. Right. Yeah. So we're talking about a very fit person. 28 years old. 28-year-old fit footballer and an eight-year-old kid that was the face of an Israeli uh, mm. vaccine campaign. Mm. Cardiac arrest. Yeah. We all know where that links into. Mm. Um, now we know that this vaccine mm. has caused a lot of strife mm. throughout the world. Yep. People were forced to make a choice, take it and be okay, or don't take it, lose your job, mm. um, lose your life, lose everything. Mm. Right 
Now, I know a lot of people who stood their ground, didn't touch it, um, lost their job, yep. but have bounced back. Happened to my sister. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was in a good paying, um, good paying job uh, for like, um, how do I put it? Like she was like workplace injuries and um, uh, people, you know, they obviously need assistance and all that sort of stuff. And they said, if you don't take the vaccine, you, you're no longer required. And she said, well, sorry, I'm not doing it. And she lost her job. Yep. And has she bounced back now? Yeah, she's a, she's a customer service manager at PFD Foods. Oh, there you go. So she's, she's running the show there. So, you know, you've got good news stories like that. I know some of my friends um, who were working in very big financial institutions yep. got told you have to take it. Um, they said no. They got let go. And now they're back in other financial institutions that have since ceased the requirement to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're back in the position they were, you know, before that. Yep. So, but there are those people where they've lost everything. Yep. And from losing everything, mm. they've committed suicide mm. and they've done a lot. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, look, I'll be straight out. I didn't have to, mm. but I, I took one shot of the vaccine, mm-hmm. not two, just the one, mm-hmm. um, because I thought that it was going to be introduced in my workplace. And I didn't want to risk the chance of losing my job. Yep. I was put in that position where I'm like, well, where the hell will I go if I lose my job? Mm-hmm. Also with um, with DJing, yep. many function centres. Oh, well, yeah, that too. You know, didn't allow me to enter if I didn't have the vaccine done. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, you know what? Like we can have the one shot yep. and, and, and see how we go from there. But by the time I went for the uh, was going to go for the second one, it's like all these different laws got lifted. Yeah. So I didn't need to take it. Oh, so you left it pretty late. Yeah, or? pretty. Yeah, I pushed yeah. it as hard as I could. Yeah. Um, that because I wasn't being forced by my work to get it. Okay. I just had this, which feeling. is strange though, because you're going into people's houses. Correct. Correct. Okay. But okay. we were never forced to take it. Oh. Okay. It was it was recommended. Yeah. But never forced upon. Um, look, I was more, and look, I'm no fucking scientist, okay, but it just came out really quickly, and I was extremely sceptical about, you know, um, what the longer term effects are, uh, and all that sort of stuff, so I wasn't really keen to get it, um, and I didn't get it up until, um, you know, so, you know, some clients, I'd lost because they said look we don't feel comfortable you coming in my home um you know it was probably only out of say 10 jobs in that you know sort of period it was only like maybe three jobs that i lost because of it um so it wasn't it wasn't really a work thing um but when we were going through the whole ivf uh, uh to, to to try and have theodore they didn't um they didn't make me get it. It was when, uh, like, follow-up appointments. So if I wanted to go with Katrina to look, uh, uh, go for ultrasounds um, and, you know, all that, uh, the obstetrician and all that sort of stuff, um, I had to get it. If I wanted to be there for the birth of my son, I had to get it. So I was like, fuck, my, my back's up against the wall here. Um, 
and I even said to Katrina like because we had a we had a, a trip booked to the Gold Coast and all that sort of stuff and um, she was like oh so what you're not going to get it if we can't go interstate I said no I don't give a fuck I'll, I'll sit wait in Adelaide just keep working until they can't hold it they can't do it forever so I was like going on a holiday isn't uh, not going on a holiday not being allowed to go on a holiday isn't enough for me to go get it but they fucking got me with uh, you know after everything that happened with our daughter I'm like there's no way I'm going to miss any appointments so I had to go get two shots of uh, Pfizer um, and yeah so I had to go get it that, that that's that's the only way they would have got me is mm. not being able to go to appointments and be there for the birth, so mm. yeah, yeah. So look, uh, you know what? If you want to get like for people that wanted to get it, go for it. I don't, didn't for me. I'm not going to be that. Oh, you you went and got it. Fuck, you're an idiot. Oh no, absolutely. And, and and you're exactly right. Like each person has their own choice. Yeah, right. Um, it's like a flu shot. You want to go get a flu shot? Go get a flu shot. Yeah, I've done the flu shot once, and I got so damn sick from <laughs> it. I've never taken it again. Yeah, like I got so sick. Yeah. I've never had the flu that bad. Yeah, yeah, that's how much I hate that. Yeah, um, you know, like it just it amazes me. Mm. It amazes me that all of a sudden we're seeing fit athletes mm. carking it. Yep, on the ground. Yep, yep. This has never been seen before. No. Very no, rare, it's, it's, very rare that people collapse on the ground yeah. playing intense sport. Yeah, yeah. They're putting, but kids. Yeah, kids too. Like you're hearing, you know, uh, uh, you know, even like the other day I heard that a 27-year-old guy had a heart attack, died. And it's like, didn't smoke, never drank, um, used to go to the gym. You got, there's no reason why you should have a heart attack. You know, you're hearing about it all now. You know, a friend of mine, um, his father-in-law, uh, they they literally put it down to. Oh, he he had no um, he had no uh, heart disease. He had no nothing. He was probably in his fifties. All of a sudden, just had a heart attack a week before he got uh, the second jab or third jab, third jab. Yeah. So look. I'm not going to sit here and bring all that shit up again, but now it's like we're seeing, um, you know, injuries from from this vaccine. Mm. You know, what? Why? Why now? Like, um, obviously, COVID's obviously still around, but it's obviously been. But no one talks about it anymore, do they? No, no. Like, well, the other day I heard there was a new strain. I'm like, oh, fucking relax, will ya? Like, oh yeah, oh there'll be a new strain by Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, we've been copying that for the last few years now. Yeah. No one's really talking about COVID anymore. Like someone no. someone at work had no. COVID last week and came into work today. Mm. Oh, just stay away from me because I had COVID last week, mm. but I've tested negative today. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, whatever. Oh, okay. Look, and, you know, you're going to have some you know, some people are very passionate about it. Um, some people are very passionate and not getting the vaccine. But it's like, mate, everyone's entitled to an opinion. Um, look, I'm not. I'm a healthcare professional. I'm just looking at. I just come from the belief that, sure, it's a vaccine for COVID, yeah, right? Wh- whatever. whatever, but it shouldn't have been forced upon people. 
just like the flu jab is not forced upon people, correct. the vaccine should not have been forced and it shouldn't have been the be all and end all of employment. Mm. You know, uh, lots of businesses shut down, lots mm. of people lost their jobs mm. because of this goddamn um, vaccination, mm. right? Mm. Let alone lots of people lost their business and their lives sure. because the government um, closed down the states. Mm. You know, shut down Australia, and mm. you know, like if you, I know, I know three people off the top of my head who had to shut down their coffee shops or restaurants mm. because of COVID. Yeah, I started my business November 2019 in the middle of the bushfires, right? Um, and then, so I had a job in November, December, and early January, right? And then this whole COVID thing happened. Mm. So for me, I'm two months in, three months into my business, and then this happens. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, and uh, luckily, that didn't, it didn't really affect the trade too much. There was obviously the Woodville Pizza Bar. Everyone had to fucking go home or whatever. But, um, nah. Like, I, I got COVID once, obviously. I had, and I had to quarantine for 16 days because Katrina got it first, and then at the end of her um, quarantining, then I tested positive the next day. Yeah, right. Hang on. So back then it was. Well, when was that? Was that twenty or twenty one? What's that? When I. When, when you I got had it. To quarant- uh, oh. Um. Well, hold on. What year are we in now? Twenty twenty three. Katrina was. I reckon it was twenty twenty one because. Katrina, because no, Katrina got it twice being pregnant with Theodore. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, knock on wood. To this day, I haven't had it. Oh fuck. Yeah, that's all right. It's like my brother-in-law. He fucking never gets it. The wife had it. <laughs> yeah. The wife had it. I never got it. Yeah. My father-in-law, mother-in-law got it. My brother-in-law got it. Mm. My mum hasn't had it, from what I know, mm. and my sister hasn't had it. Mm. I haven't had it. My kids haven't had it. Look, when I got it, like, all I felt was a little bit tired and my throat was a little bit scratchy. Apart from that, that was it. I never, no shortness in breath, none of that. I didn't get any of that. Even Katrina, like, Dimitri got it as well. Fucking wouldn't even know. Yeah, right. Um, um, Katrina got it the, 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 the first time. She was fine. The second time she got it because she was a bit more heavily pregnant. Mm, it hit her hard. Fucked. Yeah, she was fucked. I remember um, just after things started opening up, I DJed at a house party, mm. right? And someone at that party had COVID mm. and it spread like wildfire through that whole party. Yeah. Apparently, every single guest at that party mm. ended, ended up with COVID the following week. Mm. I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I was in the action. Oh, maybe because you were... You were uh, sitting down drinking your alcohol. Because if you stood up, fuck, you would have got it. <laughs> well, I was standing up most of the oh, night. Okay. <laughs> then again, no, I did have a stool with me. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Remember that shit? You could, you could go to a pub, I know. but Do you, you know, had to sit down and drink and, your beer. And how about this? I did three DJ, uh, th- three events, three de- weddings, where it was either dancing on the dance floor mm. or alcohol. Yeah, You had to pick a, a, out of those two. Mm. And one party was like, okay, we'll pick the alcohol, yep. but we'll hire a DJ to play background music. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Why would you pay me 
to just sit there as a jukebox in the background. Oh, I just fucking play an MP3 and then for you. The other part, the other party was like, "Oh, we'll have the DJ just to do the dancing." It was the most awkward night I've oh. ever DJed at because it's like, okay, there was those people that always naturally dance, but yeah. you know, at parties, it's mm. usually the people that drink a few, yeah, that get really into it at the end of the night. Yeah, never got that. No, I don't know. Like even look. I'm not saying COVID wasn't a serious thing because look, people did lose their lives and and all that. Um, but um, people lose their lives um, with, like, say, just the flu, and you didn't see the media beating their chest about I it. I just feel like it got to the point where um, people having heart attacks and uh, and dying of other means mm. were getting reported as COVID deaths. Oh yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, so and so died of um, uh, heart complications, but also had COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was. Yeah, I think to the, like we we can local like, fish and chip shop owner Nick died of cancer, yeah. but he had COVID. But he also had COVID, 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 COVID related death. Look, I'm not. I'm not going to say well, we're going to sit here and laugh about it now or laugh about it in five years' time because. Look, some of the rules and regulations and all that sort of shit was just a bit out of control, I think. Um, I, what I just said before, you're at a pub, but you had to sit down and have your bev. Because if you stood up, <laughs> you're going to get COVID. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. What about if you stood up eating your sausage roll? Well, I think it's, yeah, if you're eating or drinking, you had to be sitting. Wow. I think it was that. Wow. You know, so it's just... I know it, it was only yesterday, yet we feel like it was so long ago, and no one really talks about it anymore. And man, it nearly lasted. Well, it, it lasted like two and a half, three years. Yeah, and it was 2020, just f- 21, 22? and parts of twenty two. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like by mid twenty two, it felt like everything was back to normal. Back to normal. Yeah. yeah. So you had to. Oh fuck! Do I got to wear a mask? Oh shit! I forgot my mask in the car. Stuff like that. It's just. You know, you know, you know. I, I piss myself even now. Like I'll see people driving in the car by themselves with a the fucking mask on. Oh, that, that shits shit. me to tears, man. I'm like, mate, there's no one in your fucking car, mate. Shits me to tears. You know, like oh, I get it. If people still like, if, you know, it's very rare now. Like I'll see people walking around with masks. Like okay, whatever. Used to see that. Like, but with- even walking around, like I saw someone da- walking down Baggett Avenue near the park wearing a mask by themselves. It's like, mate, what are, you- are you shitting me? Like, take it off and breathe the fresh air. And you know what? Like, I remember because um, Katrina used to work at David Jones. So they obviously had to wear the mask all day, every day. And she would be getting like rashes around like her chin, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, top of her lips, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's like because that moisture was trapped inside, trapped in, this, yeah. trapped in her mask. Yeah, it's like you're doing more bad than good. Like you're you're literally breathing in carbon dioxide. You are because you're breathing out into that mask. It gets caught, and you're breathing it back in. Correct. Right. There was no way for fresh air no. to come in. Correct. So all day- those masks are made. For quick surgeries. Yes. So that um, whoever is operating doesn't allow anything to fall from their face. Yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the, that's the society we had to live in. Yeah. How about the um, don't touch the ball? Like, you know, uh, Nicolas Spirio saying about the football, um, if the player kicks the ball out of bounds and it goes over the fence, 
don't touch the ball because it might have COVID. Oh, yeah, I remember that. At the footy. No, I also remember her saying, I remember, was it New Year's, New Year's Eve? Um, she said something about, oh, if you, yeah, you can't have anyone over or anyone can't go anywhere or whatever. So, yeah, just have a glass of wine and sit on top of your fresco roof or something. She said something. Yeah, something like, like that and watch something. the fireworks. I was like, well, how are you supposed to let off fireworks if no one can leave their house? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers with your neighbour across the road from your rooftop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Oh, uh, you know, and then, you know, some people... I remember, um, you know, it was twenty Christmas 21, mm. and I took my kids to see Santa at um, Westlake's uh, shopping centre. They, they got to sit. They had to sit five metres away from Santa uh, for the photo. It was the most awkward photo yeah. that we've had. Yeah. I'm yes. like, what the fuck was the point, point of that? What's the point? I'll take you hundred bucks. And we so. still had to pay full price. Yeah, take you hundred bucks. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's that. Um, so next week's episode, we're gonna be giving, we're gonna be doing a um, debriefing on International Men's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will be the next episode. Um, and then we've got you back in a couple of weeks, couple time. weeks time. Yeah. yeah. So you got, um, yeah, Petros, if he decides to rock up. Yeah, that's right. Because I might be doing a last minute call up. Hey, <laughs> we need to do another t- uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. But um, thank you again. Um, it's fine, it's it, You know what? It's just good that we can have open chats. Yeah. Um, and that's where this podcast is going to end up going, guys, because um, I've had a lot of people reach out to come onto the podcast after my episode with um the one nation politician i've yes. had a lot of other politicians reach out oh, beautiful. and go we really want to come on yep. and we want to discuss a few things as well about you know our opinions and stuff and i go look you know what i don't care what side of politics people sit on if you want to come in and, and talk about your policies mm. we're going to have an open chat yep. and we're going to fire off those questions that uh, may be controversial or may not you know it's uh, uh you know, look every, every you know there are always both sides and all that sort of stuff so it's always good to get you know, a bit of column A, a bit of column B, and then everyone else makes up their Absolutely. own Absolutely. Yep. Because we're here to express our own opinion. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't mean our opinion's right. Mm. So, yeah, that's two blokes in the pod for another episode. Um, and we'll stay in touch. Make sure you do send us your questions and any comments you have, feedback. Yep. Tell us how shit Stamati is or, <laughs> you know, would you prefer Petros or whatever. No, I'm joking. Uh, um just send us anything you like, uh, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, two blokes in a pod, um, and email two blokes in a pod at gmail.com. Thanks, awesome. guys. Thanks, guys.